This podcast is the result of my passion for languages and for talking to people. I have conversations with language professionals who are willing to share their experience. We focus on their work, but also on how their love for languages has shaped their personal lives. I'm Rita Prazeres Gonçalves, and I provide language services such as translation, localization, voiceover, and others in English and in Portuguese. I am also a language mentor for Portuguese speakers who are learning English and English speakers who are learning Portuguese. I am the language worker. Get in touch if you would like to know more about how I can help you with your projects. My email is rita at thelanguageworker.com. This podcast is also available as a videocast on YouTube. Hi, everybody. Today I'm here with Alice. I always try not to talk too much about these last names, but I would give it a shot. It could be Manso. Yeah, exactly. She'll, she'll make it better for you. But anyway, this is something like this. This is the usual. First time we're talking. So <laughs> we go straight into the podcast mode, which I think it's great. All I know is that she is a French person uh, teaching French living in Spain. So this is this is where we're at, right? Not bad, not bad. <laughs> so... Let me start by asking how English came into your life because I'm like, yeah, she speaks really good English and she's not teaching English. She's not a translator. So apparently you don't use your English professionally so from what I can tell so far, but I can also tell that your English is really good. So let's start with that, Alice. <laughs> okay, so, you know, uh, we start with that question and it goes back from the origins, you know, <laughs> my birth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's, Your birth? I think, uh, yeah, because I oh. think that um, my my mother uh, is, was an English teacher. She's, uh, she's retired now, but she was an English teacher. <laughs> and, uh, and I think she really wanted me to, um, to connect with the language. So when I was, uh, when I was uh, a kid, she, uh, she would, um, give me many, um, how, how do you say this, um, games, you know, to play with words. And, uh, and actually she, she did also, uh, that kind of, Uh, you know, immersion uh, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Um, other uh, other languages uh, like Italian, Spanish, German. She would buy me books, you know, for for children, oh. and um, and yeah, and she she was uh, uh, playing with me uh, to uh, to learn vocabulary, to play, and uh, in in different languages. So so I really think that. Uh, this is the reason why, because I was like immersed in other languages and mm. and I found it kind of normal to to hear different languages mm. when I was uh, a child. And uh, yeah, and, and she would uh, make me come to her uh, lessons because she was, uh, she was a, a teacher. She was a teacher, but not in the... Uh, um, uh, in the uh, national education system, mm-hmm. uh, she was a teacher in associations, and, and oh. so so I would go to the uh, to uh, to her the her lessons, and uh, and so it's kind of uh, one of this. Um, it's kind of strong language for me, mm. uh, but now it's a bit more complicated because other languages came and now that I live in Spain, as you mentioned, uh, Spanish is comes much more, more present. Uh, fluently, you know, in, uh, in my brain and uh, in my mind, in my mouth. 
So now I think I lost a bit, you know, in the process of learning other languages, but it's always um, kind of, um, yeah, it's fun for me to, to speak English. And mm -hmm. I'm kind of, I, I don't want my, my mother to be ashamed of my English. So, you know, I really, I, I really I try to make my best to speak, the, uh, to speak English. Oh, I love it. So then when you started learning languages at school, which I suppose in the French system is probably English, the first foreign language that you have, I assume. Yeah, you, you can you can choose between uh, English and German in my uh, time. You could mm -hmm. uh, you could choose, but I definitely uh, did uh, English. Um, but I was really interested in in German actually because um, but uh, the uh, uh, the the teacher's reputation, uh, the German the German teacher was really bad. She was <laughs> like she was uh, a terror, you know. So my my parents said, mm, okay, maybe you should do English. <laughs> And so I went for English, and yeah, it was uh, it was great. I, I don't um, uh, I don't regret. Okay, yeah, I can imagine that. Well, here we can choose. We could. I don't. I think now it's a bit different because there's Spanish involved somehow. But mm. it was only between English and French, and I guess ninety percent of the kids also did English. For me, it was a no brainer. Obviously, well, mm. <laughs> yeah, that that is the story. So then what happened? You were at school, you liked English, you liked languages. Were you super good at languages? That's why you didn't consider other things or did you consider other things? You liked science, you liked everything. Or what happened when it was time for you to figure out what you were going to do? Hmm. That's a very good question. Actually, it's true that I've always loved languages. So, uh, but I wanted to be like an original <laughs> as well. So um when in in france you have to choose between uh, for the second language the second foreign language mm -hmm. and i chose italian for example oh. uh above spanish so actually i, I learned spanish quite recently mm -hmm. i mean it's like eight years that i've been speaking spanish but um and so I wanted to, uh, yeah, I wanted to 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 study Italian, and I really loved the language. Um, so um, afterwards, I think that uh, I've always been good at languages. I think, and this is thanks to 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 my mother. I really think that the immersion she gave me uh, made me more open to uh, sounds, to um, to rhythm, and I really liked it. Uh, but afterwards, and I think it uh, it kind of uh, influenced the uh, the the way I saw I saw my uh, my career, you mm -hmm. know, the what what I want to be as an adult, and I really wanted to uh, have uh, an international career, um, speaking, having the opportunity to speak other languages with colleagues uh, within uh, work. Um, yeah, within work uh, for, for the jobs. So I thought about things like tourism or uh, maybe working in um, trade. And, you know, little by little, uh, I, uh, I decided to study more economy. And I think this was the big revelation in, in, in my uh, studying process. Mm -hmm. I was around 16 and I really loved 
uh, economy, sociology, because you, uh, the, the two, um, uh, these two, um, oh, how do you say this? Well, we studied the uh, both uh, uh, with the same teacher, and it was really interesting to finally understand um, what is behind our individual choices and the importance of society, um, of um, yeah, the uh, the way we are educated, the uh, the uh, uh, the environment in which you uh, you you are um, you grow as uh, as a person are really uh, are fundamental in the way you see things, the way you read uh, your environment, uh, the, uh, the political choices you make, the economic uh, choices you make. So it was really interesting for me and I, I just love that. And um, so I, uh, I dig uh, uh, a little bit more in, uh, in, this, uh, in this way and I ended up uh, being uh, studying within a business school. Mm. Uh, because uh, I left the uh, tourism part, uh, but it was like, a, I've always, um, I, I don't regret, but uh, it's something uh, that I really felt great to uh, to connect with uh, people from other cultures, other languages. And uh, that, uh, um, uh, it was always here, I think. Mm -hmm. But I decided for the, uh, for the uh, business call. And there it was... Uh, very European uh, business school. It's called USCP Europe. Actually, mm -hmm. <laughs> when, when I was there, they changed the name and it was Europe. And I was really glad because there are uh, different campuses uh, across Europe and there were many uh, other um, students coming from Spain, uh, Italy, Germany, um, not so much from the UK. No, I, I think. <laughs> but, uh, and it was, it was really great. And there, Obviously, I studied uh, things like management, marketing, finance, uh, mm -hmm. the usual things. But uh, it was really an opportunity to to meet other other people and other students from other languages, and I just loved it. Making tandems, uh, studying studying languages there. I tried to learn a bit of Portuguese. Um, you know, this kind of <laughs> it was, uh, and it was it was great because I had. Um, Finally, I had um, managed, you know, what I wanted to be in an international uh, yeah. environment. So then you studied business, business, but it, so there was no specific language learning techniques or anything related to language learning. None of that while you were studying, doing your regular BAs and MAs and things like that, right? So no, they, those no, were not no. present. Okay. No, 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 no. So that came... just, uh, two or three hours, uh, you know, per week studying studying languages right. because it is important in, in that kind of schools. Uh, languages are important, but mm. uh, no, no, there were no. So then, Later. when you left university, what happened? You went for a, is it a government job that I saw there on your LinkedIn profile, or no? It's not a government job, <laughs> but uh, I. I had, it sounds uh... a bit formal this way, right? If you say it in English, a government job. <laughs> No, it's not. Uh, but we, uh, I worked as a consultant uh, mm -hmm. within a private company, which is called KPMG, and um, we specialized. The um, uh, my uh, my team specialized on um, uh, like um, uh, doing doing uh, consultancy for uh, government or sub government local um, local administration. 
Mm. So our clients were uh, town halls, uh, other, I don't know how to say this in English because it's mm. very... Uh, yeah, different. Yeah. <laughs> very different the <laughs> so way they really organize. Don't know how to say. But you yeah. know, like it was, it was kind of local. So for the regions mm-hmm. and, uh, and to helping the, the, the regions to manage their, uh, their finance or, uh, or associations as well. So mm-hmm. this kind so of... Did uh, you, you need your job. language skills at that point or was it something more business and financially oriented or yeah no not not at all and that was uh that was uh, very painful uh because <laughs> i i really you know because i i i was uh i was aware at that time that i didn't practice my languages at all uh, i didn't have time to um uh, to meet many other uh people uh making new friends it was kind of very busy life working a lot and uh and it was all french so i really loved the uh the uh the part uh w- which was uh helping uh local communities uh and helping helping them um yeah um uh delivering uh, public service. This was mm-hmm. something really important uh, for me. But uh, but I was losing my my languages, you know. So uh, when I decided that I didn't want that life anymore, um, I really reconnected to the languages. You know, I, I said, okay, I, I've always loved languages. So what can I do with that? You know, yes. to what could you do with that? <laughs> <laughs> so what was the first step to get out of this? old more business public sector oriented life and coming to the dark side (laughs) (laughs) actually um i think it kind of all started with uh, a trip i met uh, i made to um, to chile um, I had a friend. <laughs> I had a friend living there uh and and i visited her um Actually, uh, uh, first time uh, when I just had the, the the first job in KPMG, but then I really wanted to to come back, and because I loved uh, Chile, the, the, the country is so beautiful, and I love the the energy there. So I I came back, and which is very uh, far from France. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been but, to Colombia, so not the same idea. <laughs> And uh, there, there, the second time I was there, uh, I'm, I met uh, um, a girl from uh, from America, uh, from the US, and um, and we, um, we 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 get a, we got along very well, and it was really nice because you know it's the kind of thing that I've always loved. So yeah, I was like, the oh, okay, connecting with with people. <laughs> And she was, she was, she was great. And she told me about her experience and she was teaching and she was about to go to Barcelona uh, in Spain to teach uh, English to uh, non-English speakers. Typical, yes. You know, typical. And she told me about her experience, how she had uh, done it before and she, she had been very glad with it. And I was like, "Mm, okay. Okay, this might be an idea, you know. And actually, actually, the uh, the whole point of this second uh, travel to to Chile was to, in French, we say faire le point. So it means like mm, mm, do we uh, like um, uh, a balance to 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 find uh, where you've come 
up uh, at that stage of your life mm -hmm. and what you want to do with your life yeah. uh, afterwards. So the whole point of the of the trip was that. So, you know, I was thinking, so when she told me about her experience and I, I was like, okay, so maybe I can do that with French because what um, previous experiences uh, taught me, had taught me before is that I really loved, you know, the tandem exchange, uh, the fact that uh, I was learning, practicing another language and mm -hmm. I'm thinking of uh, an Italian uh, friend I had in, in the business call. And, um, and I really loved as well to, uh, to pass on my language, uh, like little nuances um, and, and trying to express uh, and trying to find a perfect translation or seeing the differences between languages. And so I was thinking, uh, maybe I don't feel as secure as um, teaching another language. And I really didn't like the idea of teaching um, English. Uh, however, I, I, I could speak quite well, uh, but I was like, no, I, I want to, maybe I want to pass on my language uh, because I'm, I think that when you're a native speaker, um, you, you can you, um, you can pass on uh, all your culture, um, your your perception of the culture along with the uh, the language when you teach uh, mm -hmm. the language. And I really loved uh, the idea. So that's when back from Chile when I started studying. Um, precisely uh, teaching French as a foreign language, which is called FLE in French. Mm -hmm. So did you go back to school or was this a specific course or what happened? Yeah, it was a course uh, made by the uh, Alliance Française de Paris. Um, it was distance, uh, you know, uh, so I had my books and mm -hmm. I studied my books and I right. uh, sent the uh, <laughs> sent the, uh, the, the evaluations and everything. And uh, it was like more or less, it took me, uh, I, I would say like uh, one and a half year, two years um, because I was uh, I was still working in, mm. in the consulting company, so it was kind of hard to to have both. But uh, so it took me yeah around two years to get the diploma to uh, to say that and to know more about okay what what is it like to teach your own mm. language because you have many ideas you have many like uh, cliches about what is a, a French teacher uh, what is a language teacher right how is it for me to uh, to, to teach the language mm -hmm. and i would say that you know studying with books and uh, getting the diploma doesn't uh, do all the job for it and yeah. so <laughs> i volunteered uh, in associations because there are many mm -hmm. associations in in, in france uh, that um, uh, kind of offer at a very low price um, French courses, French lessons uh, for immigrants. Mm -hmm. So it was a, a very good opportunity for me to 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 try my teaching and to to know better how how I could teach uh, who uh, who I were who I was as a teacher and mm -hmm. uh, connecting with other people, seeing what are the real needs of that uh, of that people that come to France. What do they need? How can I help? So it was uh, it was as important uh, for me. To to, to volunteer as to study. I mm -hmm. think. So then you were like, well, I guess I have my diploma and I've done some practicing. So then what happens? You quit your job and you decided I'm going to be a French teacher. So how was that process? 
Yeah, actually, I I had already uh, quit my my job uh, before volunteering. So it was mm. kind of when I quit my job, uh, I said, uh, okay, I am uh, going to uh, to really um, uh, make all the, uh, the the chances and have all the uh, um, make um, putting all my efforts. Mm -hmm. I mean, in that project, and uh, actually the um, the French. Uh, teaching sector in France is is quite large. There are many French teachers for foreigners. Uh, there are many associations. There are many companies, but uh, it's not well recognized. Uh, mm. Actually, the uh, the education, the national education uh, system doesn't kind of uh, does not really include uh, French teaching for foreigners. Okay? Ah, right, right. So. Or, of course, you know, but now there are there is like um, a unit within the French educational system that uh, that uh, allows uh, to um, uh, kind of um, immigrants uh, under the um, underage, I think, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, under eighteen, right? So, uh, so it's well now there are some opportunities but it's kind of mm, complicated to have a, a real recognition of uh, uh, of the uh, your skills uh, mm. as uh, a french language teacher for foreigners mm. and um and it's the problem is i think it's uh, the the, uh, the same thing with many languages it's like uh, it had the influence of uh, um Uber. I don't know how to say this in in, in English. You know, like um, you in French we say Uberization. You mm. know, it's uh, the Uberization of the uh, of the of the market of the, this sector. Uh, so it means that they, there are many freelancers, um, and uh, the problem is that uh, associations or uh, or language schools um, often uh, ask you to be uh, to be a freelancer because it's way right. cheaper than <laughs> <laughs> than uh, to employ people right and uh, when i saw that i was like okay so if you want me to be a freelancer um, i will embrace you know mm -hmm. the, the project and i won't be uh, i won't be just a freelancer i will be an entrepreneur and i will uh, see uh, that career that path uh, as um, entrepreneurship and mm -hmm. uh, as a way for me to um, to to discover um, who i am how i want to work and 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 have my own rules Okay, you know, and it was kind, you know, but sometimes. <laughs> so you didn't work for any so of those schools, right? Sorry. Yeah, yes, I know, I know, of course. <laughs> but so you didn't work for any of those schools who provide the services for somebody else, right? So yeah, at so first, say at an first entrepreneur. I did. Oh, you at did. first I did, I did, you know, some uh, the first month, but um, I saw that your. Um, uh, the way you teach um, is um, you have to follow certain rules or certain books or exactly, and you are not very free in your teaching. Um, you have to to follow a rhythm, and for example, you uh, uh, you cannot. Uh, 
uh, help as much as you'd like uh, some people because you have a group and you know you have to carry the group up to a, a certain goal and some people are left behind and yeah. I really didn't like that so mm -hmm. I then specialize more in individual uh, teaching uh, right. and 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 I went also online to uh, to make things easier. Um, and and to uh, continue to open to other uh, other people so mm. yeah it was um, that reflection right so then you basically went to spain and that's when this happened when, when you became freelance no i would no no <laughs> no no, no it, it's not it's not the, the so same you were time in france I, I was in France. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I was in France uh, because there, there is a there is a real need. So oh, yeah. of course, yeah, <laughs> there is a real need in France. And um, but uh, it's been three years now that I'm in Spain, and uh, I I came, you know, in the uh, in the middle of the pandemic. Okay. So in uh, in 2020, and um, this uh, transition was not mm -hmm. so easy. Actually, I thought that as I was uh, already teaching online, mm -hmm. uh, I thought that, okay, so uh, that's cool. <laughs> Everyone uh, is seeing now that online is a good, <laughs> is a good way to, uh, to connect and that we can uh, work online. So I was like, okay, this won't be uh, that hard. But uh, actually, the, the pandemic hit hard uh, in the uh, in economically. I mean, yes, so uh, I was <laughs> um, I was hit as well, and um, I really had to uh, rethink uh, what I wanted to do. So uh, I got a, uh, a coach at that moment because I wanted to a explore. career coach. Uh, yeah, like life career coach. Oh. <laughs> Both. Yeah, okay. and it was a very interesting experience uh, because uh, it made it allowed me to uh, to focus to see what I wanted to be, how I wanted to be uh, as a person and as uh, a language worker, um, and um, and how I wanted to help people. So mm -hmm. it was uh, really, really great. And I think, you know, uh, the, um, uh, the coaching, this coaching process um, resulted in who I am now, of course, <laughs> definitely. And uh, on the, uh, the way I teach, the way I coach people and the, uh, the tools uh, mm -hmm. that I created, you know, the, the podcast that I have, the blog, the, uh, uh, the newsletter, uh, these are tools that I um, implemented, that I created, uh, thanks to all that reflection uh, about uh, who I am and who I want to be. And mm -hmm. the, so who the are, best, uh, before present. we go into that, right, podcasts and things, so who are your students these days? So you're in Spain, but you don't do anything um, in Spain, right? I mean, necessarily in person. What I mean is in person. <laughs> I work and walk on two legs. You know? Oh, that's great. So the best of both worlds, I suppose. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, actually, I designed it uh, like that, you know, because okay. I wanted. So, um, I um, I continue with uh, teaching and coaching online individuals mm -hmm. that are settled in France. Okay. Uh, expatriates, immigrants. Mm, I don't, you know, I don't like the differences, but I just say that to say that everyone, you know, mm -hmm. who needs to uh, to uh, learn, practice. 
uh, overcome difficulties with French uh, mm -hmm. because they live in France and they see that their French is not um, sufficient for the, the, the goals they, um, uh, uh, they, they want to achieve. So mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I have this program, which is called Moi-même en Français, mm -hmm. uh, myself in, in French, yeah. uh, to, to help people um, uh, achieving uh, the, their goals in French. Uh, so this is the French part, I will say. Uh, I can teach as well people, and I, I've, I taught uh, people in Switzerland or in Belgium, you know, mm -hmm. but mostly uh, people are settled in, in France. And uh, I also created um, and developed uh, different kind of uh, offers and activities here in, in Valencia, because I... I um, although I'm really connected with, uh, you know, with uh, online um, teaching, uh, I kind of needed uh, to be more present mm -hmm. in the uh, local in... community. Exactly, exactly. So, and I really love uh, the neighborhood where where I live. And for example, I uh, I just launched um, a book club. Uh, in in my in my neighborhood, and it's one of the greatest experience. And, Is it in French I, or? Yeah, yeah, in French. Yeah, it's a book club in French, uh, made for uh, non-French speakers, so Spanish people um, mostly here, uh, who want to practice their French and talk about what they uh, what they love. Because we uh, we all in the group, we all love uh, reading, and uh, it's uh, it's a really great. Um, way to share and practice the, the language. Mm -hmm. So it's one of the things I do. Um, I also decided to focus here in, in Valencia to focus more on advanced groups, mm -hmm. uh, advanced uh, learners who want to, who want to, who already learned mm -hmm. the language. But, but want to want take it to, to the next level to be... Mm, kind of, or do, thing, do things differently. You know, mm -hmm. it's like my uh, original... <laughs> <laughs> side of me you know I want to to make people um, able to to do things a little bit differently so I have um, a pronunciation a workshop uh, based on reading uh, oral uh, reading and you know this uh, kind of thing and um, I really like you know because it's very complimentary it's mm -hmm. here in Spain it's not like coaching uh, not as I do um, online in France you know for people in France. So it's kind of very com complimentary. Oh, wow. Very good. So then uh, among all of these activities, how does and when does the podcast come along? So we have to talk about the podcast. I mean, if there yeah, is Yeah, sure. We are both, <laughs> we are both podcast lovers. I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was, I think it's uh, in the process of uh, thinking about who I am and uh, how I want to uh, to help people uh, that I created the podcast. At first, um, it was uh, just uh, one format of uh, me answering questions from uh, non-French speakers, okay. questions about uh, about language or about culture. So uh, the first questions uh, were like, uh, what's the difference uh, in pronunciation? What's the difference? And how can I pronunciate well the difference be between jeune and jaune? which is between young and yellow. So <laughs> totally different words, but it's true that uh, it's kind of dif uh, difficult, uh, mm -hmm. mainly for 
for Spanish people, for example. So, uh, you know, answering questions about uh, what are the uh, the, the traditions uh, for New Year in, in France, oh. you know, this kind of, of question. And, so it's a um, language learning podcast. Exactly, exactly. So the, it's not the like idea... talking about people who work in languages like mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't learn anything it... here. <laughs> no. Oh, I, I think we, we, we always learn. We always learn. Just kidding, uh, just kidding. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, so it was uh, answering questions uh, from, uh, from them, um, you know, because uh, you always... When you, you when you live in a in a country uh, in foreign country, uh, mm -hmm. maybe you meet some friends or you have the uh, um, the uh, I, I don't know how to say this in English. In Spanish, we say the political family. Oh, it's like you know, like uh, your your adopted family, right? Yeah, exactly. The um, uh, from your partners, the family of your your partner, for example, and you speak, you speak, maybe you you speak French, you speak. French. Oh, in your well, case, is is uh, Spanish? Yeah, exactly. My political family is the Spanish family of my partner. Okay. And uh, maybe you know when you when you are in the country, you learn the language, and sometimes you ask people questions you know um, people that are not teaching the language mm -hmm. uh, to your friends and they always say like um, okay i don't i don't know i don't know why uh, <laughs> this rule or yeah, of course. You know, I, I can't help you with the pronunciation it's just it's normal you know but why can't you why can't you make the uh, you know why can't you speak right and i don't understand you know yeah. i can't tell you so i was like i want to help the people you know who ask who, who have these questions in mind and i i think i deeply think that uh this is really important for your learning process to have mm -hmm. questions and to ask questions to yourself but sometimes you need people to 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 answer <laughs> And sure. um, the better is the answer, the, the better you will speak. <laughs> so this was my idea, to provide answers uh, mm -hmm. to non-French speakers eager to, 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 um, to improve in French and reflect on, uh, on the French language and on, on their learning. So that was the uh, the initial uh, project, and then thanks to the coaching, I realized that there was uh, there were other things that I could do to help people uh, improve in French and uh, and thinking about their their learning process. So now there are two other sections. There is one section where I interview an expert in uh, language, in French, in, in expatriation, in coaching you know all these mm -hmm. um these uh, topics that are really connected to learning the language yeah uh, like self-development mm -hmm. um, and i interview them to uh to 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 so that they can uh, transmit pass on their uh, their skills their uh, knowledge about mm -hmm. this and uh and so it's one section and there is another section where uh, i mm, i interview a non-French speaker mm -hmm. who has been through the learning process, oh. learning French and making French uh, uh, a strong language uh, um, in which they identify. We spoke earlier about identifying in the language mm. and, um, mm -hmm. and there are many people <laughs> that 
in the end, then identify uh, to the uh, to another language, which is not the, their native language. <laughs> and that's great to hear uh, their journey uh, mm -hmm. to being themselves in French. So yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> another yeah, thing. I do I think, think a lot about help. that. And I also, you know, I, I participate in a lot of networking events and things like that. And this is always the thing, because I do believe that learning a language is a self-development process. Totally, because a lot of things have to be in place and you have to know yourself very well from many perspectives. And I don't say that you start already knowing yourself from those perspectives, but along the path, you will discover many things. And like you say, when you, you need to get to a, a moment where you identify, and if you don't, then you have to make peace like me with my friend. <laughs> I have to, I, there's been, you know, it's been many, many years. I have made peace with my relationship with friend, with French. So I know where it is in my life. That's why I call it, that's what you heard, right? That my silent language, because mm -hmm. it's very present, but never from a very um, active way on my part, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I read and I love all the, the I told you like the French uh, lexicography, meaning uh, making dictionaries uh, in France. They're just the best and all of that stuff. But it, when it comes to language itself and the culture, I really don't identify and I've never taken it any further because there was never that um, will to pursue French as an entity that could be a part of my active life. So yeah. I totally know what you mean. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. if I needed to be in French, then I would have to go and dig dig down <laughs> inside yeah. myself to find the French speaker in me because it's I, I've heard it a few times, so I know it exists. But yeah, yeah I, I totally it's all that. connected to the uh, to the motivation, the, the goals that you have, and if you don't need or if you don't find really an interest in speaking French yeah. and being yourself in French, mm, there's no. Uh, I think there is uh, no obligation you know mm. to and that's great what what you did and how you you put it you know it's like you make peace with this and actually there are many people that uh, i help and uh, at some point uh, i i think my role uh, is also to uh, um, help them make peace mm. uh, with their french not being as good as, uh, as they would want so I think it's really important to uh, select uh, mm -hmm. the, uh, the the point to to which you 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 want to uh, to go and reaching the, that point and uh, maybe you will reach another point but it's it's all okay and you don't have to oblige yourself <laughs> I mean, it, it depends on the situation i mean i understand that sometimes there is a need for you to learn a certain language for work for your own personal other things that might happen but when you don't have that and you do it for pleasure or because you have other interests and it's not going to show up in a way, in a public way. <laughs> so I don't know if I could speak French in public, that would be like insane, but I wouldn't actually have a context in which that would make sense either. And I guess that's why I, I've released it from, you know, the things that are always here. I love it. I, I love especially terminology and all sorts of work. I do a lot of work uh, that in includes French when it comes to terminology, especially and lexicography. But it's like uh, that's it. You know, I don't have to speak it somehow. I'm I don't I'm not forced uh -huh. to it to, to uh -huh. do it for any reason. And uh -huh. it's like okay, I I know where I stand, right? 
And I know exactly. the difference uh, between mm -hmm. my relationship with Spanish and English and my own language and all of that. And like I told you before, if I can have English, even instead of Portuguese, I will do it. That's the relationship that I have because it's mm -hmm. very passionate mm -hmm. and visceral. And, you know, that's like, mm -hmm. I'm a fanatic. But actually, I think <laughs> you, you, you reached the, the point to be yourself in French, you know, the... the... <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're yourself, you use the French for, uh, you know, something that you love and yeah. that really enriches you, uh, which is terminology. And that's, yes, for that's now, just great. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how it goes. But you never know. I mean, lots of things. Exactly. And things yeah, and things always evolve. So, yeah, yeah sure. But, but yeah, I, I hear you. So you also have a newsletter, not only the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, uh, yeah, I, I really have fun writing it. And uh, I had fun thinking about uh, why I am, am I doing a newsletter? You know, um, when you're an entrepreneur, uh, there are many uh, advice about uh, marketing advice. You should have a newsletter. And I always resisted before <laughs> I always resisted, you know, that kind of advice. I was like, no, uh, I want to do things, you know, uh, uh, with uh, the tools I choose and uh, this mm -hmm. kind of thing. But I came, it came to a point where I was like, okay, maybe, maybe it can help me, uh, to make my, myself, uh, known to the, mm -hmm. to the public. Um, and I will be able to help more people if I, if I get more, uh, visibility. So, mm -hmm. uh, so it was, I was like, okay, maybe I can dig into, into that. And I was like, but I want to, the newsletter to be really helpful for people because I, I, I just, hate the uh, the newsletter that are selling things you know and and actually the uh, the these newsletters don't uh, talk about you they just talk about a product or a company and i i didn't want that so i really uh, thought about what i wanted to uh, to share and how i could help with uh, this kind of uh, of relationship with uh, with people uh, with non french speakers and um, so i designed it uh, to be like inspirational, uh, a little bit of information about my activity, um, I don't know, or, um, you know, uh, price reduction I, I do or a new program. Um, and uh, also there uh, there is a third part of um, sharing an idea or a resource uh, to practice and improve in French. Mm. So, these are the, the three sections uh, for me that can help people uh, to uh, reflect on, uh, on their language learning process, on the language itself, um, and um, giving motivation, you know, incentive to, uh, to, uh, to learn and, um, and dig into uh, who they can be in French. So, and I've, I have much fun uh, writing it and mm -hmm. it's great when uh, people, uh, and it actually occurred uh, last week uh, where uh, um, a reader told me, I loved this letter. I was like, 
Right. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> that's why know, I do if it. I, if I can help, if I can help, you know, that's why uh, I do that. You know, and maybe she won't uh, buy me, you know, anything. But it's just great to know that uh, it helped her in her own process. So it's uh, and I had fun uh, designing and uh, imagining the uh, the name of it mm-hmm. because I always uh, I love play on words. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm a language lover. So so it's called La Lettre du Moi. Mm-hmm. which is a play on words uh, between moi, which is me, myself, mm-hmm. you know, the pronoun, and moi, uh, the month. Because in French, it's, uh, it's, oh, yeah, it's uh, you know, <laughs> it's not spelled the same way, but uh, you pronounce it and, yeah. and you hear it as well. So it's la lettre du mois, the letter of me or the month. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like that. It's great, I guess. It was a, a great moment to get to know each other. And, you know, like I say, I'm now more and more talking to, to people who teach French or things related to French. And that's probably how I came across your profile, probably through Isabel's profile. Most yeah, probably. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isabel, who, who gives great examples and great tips to pronunciate French. I, I really it's love insane. her post. I was yeah. like, oh, that episode, I had so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> great. Okay. I mean, I always do. That's why I do it. But that, yeah, I think it's it's unbelievable. And I, I, I just don't want to, you know, have a, a monopoly of everything related to English or anything like that, because I think it's very important to just bring a lot of other points of view to the podcast, because you never know who's going who's gonna to listen to it and be interested in, in work from, from multiple people. And that's really the idea. So thank you so much for being here. Taking some minutes from your busy day schedule with uh, podcasts and newsletters and classes (laughs) and uh, community (laughs) service. I really like the idea of just, you know, also engaging with the community. But I I know what it is to be a foreigner and how uh, the things you do have uh, a certain type of impact that sometimes it's uh, more obvious when you're not in your own country. So I, I understand that. So I think it's great that you're doing it and integrating yourself uh, with your surroundings, which is great. And it's great living in Spain. Somehow I've done it and it was okay. <laughs> but like I told you, I was speaking English all the time anyway. So, yeah. So that's yeah, not, that's not where up... my Spanish comes from. Comes from. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, but it's, it's great for me because I understand more the, uh, I think the experience to be a foreigner in, of in a country. And it's great because I, I think that my process of being who I am now is um, thanks to being in Spain. And, oh, yes. It totally know, changes you. Oh, yeah. It shows you so much about yourself. I guess that is really the, the, the height of the experience of being an immigrant, right? But I was an yeah. immigrant twice. And of course, once it was in Spain, just next door, but the other time in the States, that really probably changed everything about everything that i do so i i get yeah, different, different cultures and yeah that was sure. the clash right the positive clash like i call it <laughs> cool cool thank, you, so thank you very much rita to uh give me the thank opportunity you. to speak about what i do because oh, of um, course i really hope to help people so it's yes. great uh, that people and will I'm hear sure and you do and you will continue on doing so so people can follow you on linkedin and then we'll just uh You'll send me any links that you have and anything that you find relevant for us to put in our introduction to our episode. So thank you so much. And yeah, I'll see you around. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye, Johnny. Wow. Ciao. <laughs>